Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. I spoke to a mate of mine recently who moved to um, Spain, at the bottom half of Spain. Somewhere, I can't remember where exactly it is in Spain. Um, could be Palmer somewhere. I'm not too sure anyway. But I said to him, he's been over there three years. And I said, what's the... Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. I said, of course nobody says that because it's a lovely day most days. It rains three or four times a year. Whatever it is he is, it only rains three or four times a year. So of course it's a lovely day. Wouldn't it be great not to, because it's, but maybe we've missed that. It's a bit of a conversation breaker, icebreaker, isn't it? You know, when you meet somebody, you go, lovely day today, cold today. <laughs> you know what I mean? It is a bit of a conversation icebreaker for us Irish to talk about the weather. Anyway, sorry, I digress. And also, by the way, as well, um, thank you to everybody involved in both protests on Monday. Um, because they went off peacefully. I know there was 11 arrests, but that was actually after the protest when people were going home and there's stories going around. I know there's a complaint made to the Garda Shikana in relation to heavy-handedness in relation to that. But mind you, it suited the media to have 11 arrests. But thank you very much to everybody involved in both protests. You're exercising your right to free to peaceful assembly and that is your right as a citizen to have peaceful assembly and to protest if you're not happy with something the government does. I, I support both of you. Uh, and your right to protest. It doesn't mean I support both protests, by the way, but I support both your rights to protest. Although, there's an although coming. There's always an although, isn't there? Although, I don't know whether I'm right in thinking this, and maybe you think I'm wrong, and it probably would be unconstitutional, but maybe it could be like a little unwritten rule. Maybe in the future, when there's a protest on, that the Garda should decline permission for a counter-protest. Because... That really is just incitement, isn't it? You know what I mean? Particularly if you're going to do it in the same place. It kind of lets, oh, we're going to go out and we're going to fight you at dawn. You know, it's it's kind of, it's probably not such a good idea to have a counter-protest on the same day. We're kind of asking for a bit of trouble and argy-bargy. You know what I mean? So maybe that's something we should consider in the future. I wouldn't suggest banning people from protesting at any stage, by the way. I'm not saying we should do that because then you shouldn't make it a law, but it should be some sort of unwritten rule that the guy should kind of say, listen... Can you not have your protest on Tuesday instead? You know, these lads are having theirs today. So will you have yours tomorrow? You know, because that would kind of make sense, wouldn't it? Anyway, <clears throat> thank you to everybody for keeping it peaceful. I think it's when it's peaceful, you have a voice. When it's not peaceful, you don't have a voice. You've lost your voice. Now, I want to move on. Today or tonight, I have a lot to talk about, including in Paris, they've banned SUVs. We're going to come around to that in a second. Also, by the way, Bambi. Oh, good old Bambi. Anyway, I'm sure you're well aware of Bambi Thug, who is representing Ireland in the Eurovision. Well, a story has been leaked today that uh, the 30-year-old singer from Cork previously starred in an explicit video featured on a number of porn sites. Now, the thing about it is, I, I don't want to talk about Bambi per se. Actually, I don't have much time for Bambi. It wouldn't be my scene. Maybe I'm just getting old, but I just think I don't think it's music. I just think it's a load of people trashing around on guitars and some young ones screaming, you know, witchy songs. Anyway, but the thing about it is, Generally speaking, do you believe, you know, going on OnlyFans or taking your kit off for money or whatever it is you're doing, you know, if it be it porn or sexually explicit videos, do you think that damages your credibility in your workplace? Like, how would you feel if one of your work colleagues, you know, you spotted them on Pornhub, you know, and you're an accountant and, you know, the, the girl in the office. Lads, look at her. She's on Pornhub. Does it affect your credibility if you're a lawyer or solicitor or... Should it affect your credibility? we we'll get around to that. Or maybe you're just a sex worker. Should it affect your credibility? Uh, we'll also be talking to Sarah Horgan a little bit later on about those little stories in Cork that we just love so much. And Lindsay Kelly will be on as well. We talk a lot about marriage on this show. I've said it many times. I'm a big fan of marriage. Uh, but I want to talk to somebody who's a bit of an expert in the whole thing. Anyway. So, first, SUVs. You've got to love a good SUV. <clears throat> Nice big four liter engine. Burn that old diesel. What's it? What's it? Donald Trump says, "Burn, baby, burn." When he talks about opening the oil refineries again, burn, baby, burn. Anyway, I'm sure the Green Party would be absolutely vomiting listening to me at the moment. We heard today that locals in Paris had voted. Well, some had voted to not double but triple parking charges for SUVs, meaning the cost of parking would be a shocking €18 euro per hour to park it in the city of Paris. Now, let's be clear about the voting system they have. 
only 5.8% of those eligible to vote actually voted. So only 5% of people, 1 in 20 roughly, voted. And out of that, only half of them actually agreed with it. So, you know, this is democracy at work. In Ireland, by the way, if you have a referendum, and I'm actually sure somebody will correct me if I'm wrong on this, but if you have a referendum and there's only a, there's below a certain turnout, it's considered to be null and void. In other words, you can't honestly say that you have democracy when you've got 5.8% of people voting. You know, and maybe, Jane, will you check that out for me? Because I'm, I'm not too sure, but I remember somebody saying that to me once, that under a certain amount of voters turn out for a referendum, um, it's considered to be null and void and has to be rerun again until they get the amount. And I don't know whether it's the same for a general election as well, by the way. Anyway, that, of course, has resulted in people suggesting that we do the same here in Ireland. If we followed suit, parking for SUVs in Dublin would cost over €10 Euro an hour. And we also had heard suggestions today that congestion charges for larger cars should also be considered. What are we really suggesting here, though? Are we saying we should charge people more money when they live in a way that impacts the rest of us? Does that make sense? If you're in a position to pay for an SUV, haven't you literally already paid the price because you paid more for the car itself? It seems almost punitive to add extra charges. It's kind of like, you know, the carrot and stick approach. It's more like the stick and carrot. Are we trying to discourage the purchase of SUVs? And if so, why? Or is it simply a charge based on how much space the SUV is taking up and not allegedly damaging the environment? It is certainly true that many streets in Dublin were not built with SUVs in mind. There's also a little bit of a myth, by the way. If you look back at all of the old cars, the Cortina, the Granada, and all the cars that would have been around in the 1970s when most of the roads in Ireland and, and Dublin and Cork and Limerick and Galway developed, most of those cars would have been wider and longer than an SUV, a modern SUV. So, anyway... What do you think? Should we load on charges to those with SUVs or should we live and let live? And what do you think about these larger cars in general? It's becoming really popular, of course. Maybe you think they're grossly unnecessary. I personally don't. I like them. But And by the way, can I point out statistically, you're safer in an SUV, less fatalities every year in SUVs. America, of course, mainly drive SUVs now. And there's less fatalities in SUVs per accident. You still can get hurt, I imagine. So should we increase parking charges for SUVs? You know, with all that kind of climate changey stuff going around. Uh, the number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Let me go to Tina. Tina, hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, Tina. Do you drive an SUV? No. 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 I drive a 08 Hyundai accent piece of shit, but it's slender. <laughs> <laughs> And beep, beep. Right, now, you've got normal parking, you've got handicapped parking. You mean disabled you've got parking, loading yeah. Bays, yeah. You've got loading bays, you've got bays for electric cars, you've got spaces and garages for oil tankers. Not one of them are charged. Everybody pays road tax, everybody pays insurance, and the fact that they have SUVs on the road, I'm afraid with all the motor tax we're paying, let them broaden some the odd one because i mean let's let's call a spade a spade fuck all people are going to be driving them in the first place so let them maybe have two to four extra spaces in every parking lot to facilitate and adapt like they can do with everything else there's, there's, I, I mean when you say nobody hasn't there's a lot of suvs around tina now it's like well, two then, in every five cars are suvs like well let them adapt let the parking spaces Maybe, as I said, maybe four or whatever, six. Let them do the maths. Jesus, mm. I don't get paid enough to be doing their work for them in yeah. the first place. But just let them make the parking space. There isn't a place in Galway where you can park your car for free. Well, I know one or two because I'm a Galwegian. Yeah. And they're few and far between, trust me. And you know I'm all the hidey places. You know all the little hidey exactly. back streets and everything. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The private places where you don't have to. Yeah. But for convenience sake, I'll go into a parking space. But here's the problem, too, in Ireland. The parking spaces, compared to abroad, the parking spaces... I mean, if you see a space in between two cars, right? A parking space. Mm -hmm. You reverse in, and you can't get out of your car. They're too yeah. narrow. We're all on top of yeah. each other. Yeah. Or you'll, or you'll have a dint in your door when you come out. Not that you care too much oh, with your 08 It's the first thing. thing I taught myself 21 years ago when I learned how to drive. How to reverse. I can reverse into a parking space. There's four spaces where I usually park. And I, I'd be rushing to get to work. And I'd be like, are you going to go down there? I wouldn't be hick-like, but I, I, are you going down? And she'd be like, no, no, you can have it. Like Eddie Irvine. 
and I just slip it in there, the last one <laughs> at the end. Better than slip that, it man. in there. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I have seen fellas, and I would put them to shame, I swear to God. You wouldn't remember, but there was an ad on TV years and years and years ago. I think you're a bit younger than me, Tina. But there was an ad, and it was all about Not a guy much. called Reginald Mole Husband, or Mole Husband. <laughs> And the ad was about this guy who couldn't park a car. So then on the ad was teaching people how to park, about reversing in, looking in your mirrors. Blah, blah. And then eventually one day he finally parked the car and there was a crowd around clapping. And the ad ends <laughs> with the voice going, the day Reginald Mole husband finally did it. No, I actually don't. <laughs> <laughs> of course you don't remember. It's too bloody old for you. Yeah. No, I'm 59. I'm no spring chicken loving. Yeah, well, I, no, I was only about 10 maybe when that ad was out. So you probably weren't born, Tina. Oh, so you're 60, are you? I'm joking. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm okay. I'm happy. I'm proud of that. I'm quite happy about that. But I, I only feel like I'm 30. I'm well, virile. You I'm young David. and I'm virile. You don't look a David, and I've met you twice. You don't look a fucking anything near it. Oh, thanks that's, very much, That's Tina. why I said there's fuck all between us. I thought there was only a year or two between us. There you go. There you go, pet. Now, now, back to parking, Niles. Back to, okay, back to the SUVs. Should you be punished for having a bigger car and... According yeah, to the Green Party, damaging the environment. You're damaging the environment with all those <laughs> fumes. Yeah, with all the money we're paying for parking around the place, let them adapt and draw fatter lines. Okay, stay, well, stay there, Tina. Let me go to... Sh- afford an, S- an SUV. Why should they have to pay any more than we do? And I drive a slender car. But you, what do you think? I, no. No. Oh, well, no, I personally think no. But, but then again, I'm leaving it open yeah. to the callers tonight to let them decide. You know, I can guarantee you if they have an SUV, especially in Ireland, in a country where they actually don't want you to succeed, I'd say hats off to them. I'd admire that person. I'm just back from Australia now. And yeah. the way that the Australians take care of their own country, I was besotted. I am flattered, humbled by the... Such, and this is Perth now, not even Sydney, where my son used to live. Uh, oh, my God. What? Do, like, it's just clean? Know. Like, Huh? It's just clean or something, is it? No, it's beautiful. Like, we'll say one particular beach. They'd have, for a couple of hundred people, an area to sit in. It's all shaded. You look up, we'll say, sometimes there's a park along the beach, and there'd be a big swanky bar overlooking the water and... Yeah, but that's no, yeah, but they can do it, Tina. They can do all that because they have nice weather all the time, more or less. Eight, nice. Do you know how much it cost for two glasses of wine and a Coke? It was that swanky. $86. Ah, Jesus. They saw you coming. Yeah. Tina, hang, well, hang on, Tina. Let me just go to Sharon. $86 oh, for a glass, it. two glasses of wine. Sharon. Um, I t- I know. We're not all living the high life like Tina, I'll be honest with you now, in fairness, <laughs> paying that kind of money for two glasses of wine and whatever it was she had. Yeah. God, no. I just- <laughs> They're not <laughs> <laughs> So, Sharon, should we charge? Look, yeah. SUVs tend to be petrol guzzlers or diesel guzzlers. Not all the time, by the way, because some of them are electric, actually. So, should we charge extra for the space they use in the city? No, I don't think so. I think, I think if you're, you know, you're safer in an SUV, we shouldn't really discourage them. Mm. <laughs> well, does that make sense? Well, it does because statistically, they're safer. Yeah, and uh, my daughter's learning to drive at the moment, and uh, I know I want her to be in a car that is, you know, mm. safer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So I, I would too. And, and I would. I would be happier to see my child in a car that's safer, just in case things happen. Yeah. Go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I presume if you buy a big car like that, you're not gonna, if you're not gonna be in a neighbourhood where you can't park it, either. You know. Yeah. You're sensible enough to, you know, have the room to park it and not be encroaching on anybody else. So I wouldn't have a problem with them now. No. And what do you say to people who think, you know, well, you know, these people in their SUVs, their Land Rovers, most of them don't need them, by the way. It's a fashion accessory. Um, you know, they don't need no. these big cars. A small car like Tina's would do them fine. And, you know, the, the the fact they're not driving this one litre, they're driving a three-litre diesel SUV is unnecessary and damaging to the environment. Well, we're only a tiny country, though, you know? I mean, Ireland's a very tiny country. don't know what our emissions are, but they wouldn't be a patch on some countries in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are small. Mm. But, I mean, Paris have decided now to increase their their 
parking fees to 18 euro an hour for S- just for SUVs. Tri- they've tripled the parking charges for SUVs. Yeah, but we're not Paris. No, we're not. That's we, very clear, Tina. We should lead by our own example. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I think, and I think they're looking for more money, ways to find more, to squeeze money out of people. They're flipping dog wardens down in the park now, and they charged somebody was telling me they were charged a couple of hundred euro because the dog was off a lead. That's a massive, big park, and dogs need a bit of a run. I can't understand Darren it. Darren will be charged for the air we breathe next, loving. Yeah. Dead, dead, dead. Yeah. Watch yeah. this space. I'm you. What? You mean you're not being charged already? <laughs> this country is like oh, oh I don't even I don't um, even and we won't even there. get onto the bottle. <laughs> I say, I say the Green Party. By the way, I, Tina, I wouldn't put ideas in their head. I say the Green Party are all planning and you know charging for oxygen. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, Niall, it doesn't matter who surprise they, because me. they're running the country into the ground anyway. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's a tax somewhere. You know, for the amount of times you can breathe per day, and if you go they're over that amount, you pay. They're, they're only, they're, look, they only take care of their own pockets. Well, that's what all politicians do, don't they? A lot of them would have the big guzzlers as well. Those big that's car guzzlers. That, that's a lot why of them would have them shame, too. You know, that it's out there and everybody knows and it's just a shame. I mean, when you see these people, these political parties who come up with these ideas and these ministers and TDs and they're being driven around in like seven serious BMWs or Mercedes or, you know, these kind of big long cars or whatever it is, they don't give a shit about the environment. Nile or the climate or anything. Yeah. Nile, what happens is mm-hmm. they're in for four years. They line their own pockets. Five, for four five years, years, five and years. And they're that shallow. They go, Asher, look, we'll be out in four years with a big fat pension, and sure, we'll be gotten, we'll be forgotten about in six months. And that's exactly what happens. They're mm. forgotten about in six months while they are living off the fat of the land, off the ground, the people on the ground that are earning feck all, and they don't care. But that's like that. Uh, hello, I think everybody knows. Yeah, no, I will. don't care. After four years, they have a big fat pension. They don't care what they do. The politicians are gone that shallow. They've lost. In, they don't. No one has. They, they don't have any interest in this country now. Okay, well, stay there both of you a second. Let me go to Terry. Terry, hi. How you doing, Niall? Good, Terry. Now you don't like SUVs. No. Well, I suppose that's a personal choice. Some people do. Some people don't. Why? Why do you not like them? By the way, I I don't like them. Basically. Um, Put it this way, if I'm in a Mini and I'm in an SUV, the Mini will get me to the place cheaper than what the fucking SUV will. That's probably true, yeah. So I, I actually don't like paying paying the cost. Well, I suppose you're paying for comfort, aren't you, really? Because generally SUVs are more comfortable. Comfort. You'd have as much comfort in a Mini as yeah, what you would. Maybe you would. There. Maybe you would, yeah. You, you would. And and the other thing, the other thing annoys the hell out of me. Now, um, I'm, a, I'm a bus driver. Okay, so, um, and I think most people that's in their SUVs think they're driving articulated trucks. Yeah, they are very high up. Yeah, they're above everybody else. But they want the whole, if you're going, I often go down, you know, down to Capital Lizard and you're going over to the, over to Blanchardstown, you're going down the little road down there. Yeah. And you you find somebody you now, both men and women, that are driving. I don't know whether they're, they're frightened to get a scratch on or their new car or they're frightened to drive or they don't know how to drive. But they actually don't even want to. You know the way it's a two-way traffic. Like you, you, both, There's enough room for both cars to go. And anybody that I find that's in the big car, they don't want, they don't, they're actually frightened. They stop the car. They stop the car. <laughs> in the middle, you know, in case they scratch us, to drive. <laughs> yeah, frightened to drive, and they would have about a, a foot and a half on the inside. But the, you know, well, you know what the worst ones are. Head. You know what the worst ones are, Terry. You know the the blonde girls with the sunglasses no, in the, the white. Men. No, the, the no, the, the bl- no. Hang on, the, no, the blonde <laughs> girls in the with the sunglasses in the white Land Rovers. You know those ones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I actually just, I don't know. Um, Look at it. If they're driving them, they're driving them. But I think if you get into a car and you're frightened to drive it, you shouldn't be in the car in the first place. Mm, get onto a bike. Yeah. Get onto a bike. Yeah. No. No. I, no, I agree with you. A lot of them do drive them over carefully, so to speak. But but here's the thing, right? Should they be charged extra for parking them in town because they're that little bit bigger? No. Well, you know what else? So what I was thinking. Why? Like when they were building these cars, did they? Did this not 
come into question when they manufactured them before they put them on the road? Are they actually seriously that big that they make that much of a difference? Well, now in, in fairness to SUVs, they're not all very big. Some of them are the same size as cars. They're just taller, right? Um, but there are some SUVs, some of the Land Rovers, except the Land Cruisers, all them, that would be longer like, and, a, and a wider wheelbase, yeah. With herself being a yep. bus driver there, she'd understand because she, like, she'd probably come on them probably every day. Yeah, Whereas I can't lie, I haven't actually come on one yet, so I don't understand the difference as in amount. What, like, I know they're bigger, fair enough. I've, I've seen them, but they're I haven't longer. actually come on one. So in the are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not all longer, like, by the way, Terry. They no, like they're not all longer. Right. But if you, if you if you put a Mini or a Ford Fiesta beside one, there's there's okay. quite there, there would be a chunk of it. Chunk yeah, of it. But I know I, I would. Ex- but I would expect a woman to say that because women are not good at judging size. You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. I couldn't well, resist. It. When it's at the end of your man, isn't it? <laughs> so, Terry, you're a bus driver. Are you driving Dublin bus? <laughs> No, no, private company. Oh, you're driving for a private company. company. No, because I made a mind who's driving for Dublin bus and uh, I've seen the dashboard on the new buses and it's like, you know, an electric car. Like, there's nothing to do. Just press buttons. They're great. Mm. Uh, Well, I like to to drive manual. Like, in all honesty, I only ever start driving automatics now over the past year or so. How you find it? They're actually lovely. They're lovely. They make you lazy to drive. But here's the thing. I've always drove manual cars, but in the last 10 years, I've only driven automatics. And I have to be honest, I could never go back to a manual car again. I just couldn't. And I've never driven automatic. (laughs) It's just that whole idea of changing gear. It just... Why? It's like feeling in control of the stick, to be fair. Do you? I'm sure you do. I feel like I'm more in control of the car. And yet, (laughs) I don't know why I can even say that because I've never driven an automatic, so I can't really compare it to it either. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, Well, most automatics nowadays, if you want to change gear, you can. Uh, they're you know they're they're semi-automatic, so you can move the gear stick if you want to, but you don't have to. Yeah. You can just sit there and drive it. Like I I don't touch the gear stick apart from pressing the Lazy power button. Man's car. No, but it, it's just great. <laughs> like if you're eating a packet of crisps or something like that, at least you don't have to do it with one hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not well, that I should be advertising. You should be eating crisps with one hand in your car. Yeah, that was free hand. Yeah, sorry, Terry. An automatic, and in, in saying that, an automatic costs more money to run than the, the than the manual. Not anymore. Years ago, that was certainly the case because they use a different kind of gearbox. But nowadays, automatics are quite efficient, um, and nearly. I, I don't know what the stats are. Jane is going to look it up for me. She doesn't think she is, but she is going to look it up for me in a second. Um, I, you know, if you went back to Ireland thirty years ago, probably one percent on the cars on the road were automatic. I would imagine it's closer to 50% now. In America, it's like 85 or 90% are automatic. We're moving. Yeah, I know they can't. But we're moving to that now because realistically, you know, automatic gearboxes have got so much better now. They're, they are efficient. You know, I mean, I've got an automatic, a two liter diesel automatic, and it does about 58, 60 to the gallon. So it's fine. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. realistically, you know, they, they are just as good. Now, let me, okay, we're going off on a tangent. Let me go to John. John, hi. No, no, we, uh, sorry, I went off in the middle of it. Well, yeah, because no matter what goes wrong with an automatic gearbox, it's two and a half grand. Yeah, I know, I understand. It is, no, no, wait, I'm only joking with you, but it is much better. Huh? So I love manual myself. Yeah. I work in the car trade. Yeah. And I drive a lot of automatics. Sometimes I get in an automatic and look for a clutch pedal, it's not even there. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. know. Yeah, so. But, like, the, the, the thing you were talking about at the start was the, the SUVs, yeah. Is there, a necessity, is there a necessity for them? Is that is that basically what you're asking? Well, yeah, and, and should we do what French have just done? They've increased the parking by tripling parking charges for anybody driving an SUV to kind of punish them, so to speak, for driving big unnecessary cars. Right. <coughs> Pardon me, sorry. So are they unnecessary? They do it, Pardon me, I do They apologize. do it on the year of the vehicle. If it's at over 10 years old, it's banned from the sea, right? Right. Because of emissions. But listen, right, and just, just straight, like... Diesel engines that are brand new today, they aren't good for the environment, but they're, they have DPS, AdBlue, catalytic converters, sensors to control the emissions all the time. They actually probably are giving out less emissions than 
some other cars that are going to the city. So I don't really think they should charge them in that way yeah. if they're modern. If it's an old Peugeot 207, 1993, puff and smoke every time it drives into the city. Possibly so. But like, it's, it is the way it's going. They say that in Dublin City you won't be able to drive um, anything like diesel yeah. in, in 2030. Um, but I can, I, can I just mention extra for a parking spot? Just in relation to I the question I asked, charge extra because it's no. your car. Yeah, I, could, I would agree with you. And I just what I said, Terry, around about automatic cars. I believe they've become a lot more popular in the last twenty years. In Ireland oh, now, 100%, yeah. in Ireland now, now going back thirty years ago, one percent of the cars in Ireland would have been automatic. Now in I'd Ireland, fifty-seven, eighty percent of the cars that I see. And I see all different makes and models. The place I work, it does all different brands. It's not just, it is fixed to one brand as well. We do stick to one brand, but there's also every other brand as well. So 80%, about 80% of the cars now are automatic. Yeah, well, according to this national survey, 50, uh, automatic cars account for 57, nearly 60% of all the cars on the road, while manual transmissions yeah. uh, declined to just 43, 40% roughly or another. So, yeah. the, so oh, they, get, they, yeah. they actually are manual gearboxes, but they have. As you said, they're semi-automatic. Yeah, yeah, you know? or Tiptronic, um, as they used to call them years ago. Tiptronic, you've DSG, you've CVT. It's all yeah. different types, like. But and they don't always all go wrong. There's some great ones out there, but that's the way it's going. And mm. It is the way it's going to be. But I don't think like charging someone because they have a Ford Ranger more money because he has a Ford Ranger than me and my Aventus. Should Ford Rangers probably giving out less less emissions than my 07 Aventus? Yeah, that's it. And this is why the whole thing doesn't make sense because you can get an electric SUV and then you could have, say, a Mercedes three and a half litre car. So why would you charge the SUV more money to park claiming they're doing more damage to the environment when in fact they're actually doing an awful lot less? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, John, Terry, Tina, thank you. I've got to go to a break. Uh, the number is 087-188-008. That's 087-188-008. The question quite simply is, do you agree with the French and should we be charging people with SUVs more money to park their cars and should they even be banned from the city centre that was one suggestion by the way a while ago I know the Green Party are not fond of SUVs but here's the thing SUVs are safer if you're driving an SUV and you're involved in an accident you have less chance of being injured and you've certainly according to statistics less chance of a fatality if you're injured or if you're involved in an accident so they are safer but is it worth uh, no, I think it's really unfair. When you buy an SUV, you are paying above the odds. It is probably two-thirds more than you would pay for a car. So then why would you be penalised for parking? Well, I suppose it's a separate issue, isn't it? What you pay for the car and what you pay for the parking. Niall, I can't believe you're actually buying into all this climate change thing now. Obviously you are, because I'm listening to you. This is not the Niall we know and love. When did I say that? When did... When did I mention, I said, somebody mentioned there about emissions. I didn't mention about emissions. I couldn't care less about the emissions. That's just my personal view on it, by the way. Don't shoot the messenger. I couldn't care less. God be with the days. See, here's the thing. The Green Party were the party who told everyone to buy diesel cars back in 2007, I think it was. They encouraged everyone to buy diesel cars. Nowadays, diesel cars, when they're ad blue, which most diesel cars are ad blue nowadays, which cleans the engine allegedly, as it's driving and all that, and reduces the emissions. Uh, the car, the emissions on a diesel car nowadays are less than a petrol car probably was in 2005. Um, so realistically, the emissions are lower now on cars. You know, and here's the thing, there's technology in the world that hasn't really been progressed too much, which is called carbon capture. And if you really believe that driving cars is going to change the weather at some point in the future, which is what some people obviously believe, I don't buy into all of that. I believe that obviously everything we put into the atmosphere has an effect on the climate at some point. But I don't believe there's a huge amount we can do about that. That's just my theory. Other people have their own theories and I respect that as well. But here's the thing. If you really believe that, why aren't we developing carbon capture for diesel engines? Why aren't we doing more? And we are. There is catalytic converters, of course, who do a lot of work to reduce emissions. But we could if we really tried and we researched it and never put much, much, as, as much money into it as we're putting into you know, climate taxes and everything else. If we put that money into developing something that essentially, you know, uh, I suppose, n nullified the carbon coming out of a car or the carbon monoxide that comes out of a car, well, then you'd have your answer, wouldn't you? Because I can tell you now, I genuinely don't believe the current electric car model is the future. Because I, the amount of people who I know have bought electric cars, and they're so disappointed. They're going around with battery anxiety constantly all the time, wondering when their battery's going to run out. 
And that's all well and good. We have fuel anxiety too, by the way. At least when you have fuel anxiety, you know there's a garage nearby. And you know it's just a quick in, out, back and gone again. You go to a garage. I In the last year and a half, I've had a loan of three electric cars for a week. Uh, two BMWs and a Tesla. And they gave them to me for a week just to test them to see what I thought of them, right? Lovely cars, by the way, can I just point out. All really enjoyable to drive, etc., etc. Particularly the BMW XI. It was a beautiful car to drive, right? But in saying that, I drove around like that. And when I got to a garage to charge it, because you won't always be able to charge it at home if you're going on a long distance, because most of the range is reasonably short in the big scheme of things, depending on the weather. When I got to a garage, every time there was either a row at the garage over the charger, I literally saw two people rolling around on the ground in an apple green fighting over who was first for the charger. Because in most garages, you're lucky if there's one fast charger. If you get onto the regular charger, you're sitting there for nine hours. For some of the cars, the fast charger, you're there in 45 minutes. And it was like a queue for the charger. People say, oh, it's easy. You just go in, put your car in charge, have a burger while you're waiting. It's not as easy as that because somebody might be already on the charger. So you have to wait till they finish, go back out, put your car on the charger, go back in. I couldn't be arsed. So at the moment, there is a patent on technology. It hasn't been developed yet. The technology is to charge a battery, which wouldn't be a lithium battery, uh, to, probably nuclear or some description, to charge it with laser light. They already theoretically know how it works and they're developing it. That's probably the future. When you can charge the battery as quick as you can fill a car with diesel, then you're in business. Then you can drive into a forecourt, stick your laser thing into your car, charges you, your car is charged. And you're charged on your credit card or debit card. That's the future, isn't it? The future is not standing or sitting in a garage eating a burger for 45 minutes. Uh, let me go to Darren. Darren, hi, how are you? Leaving Niall. Sorry about my little rant there, Darren. I do apologise. Ah, that's interesting. Well, it, it's truth, really, isn't it? Who wants to be oh, sitting in a garage for 45 minutes waiting to, so they can get back out into their car again? And all the people I know that got electric cars, every second person had to get a new battery in the first three years. Uh, well, they're guaranteed. Some of them guarantee the batteries for 10. Tesla guarantee the much, batteries for 10. Bollocks. You know how much the batteries are? Oh, about like, 15 grand. Oh, more. Are they? That's second hand. <laughs> That's second hand. Yeah. Are they that dear? Yeah. Because we, we, we sell, where I work, we sell batteries because the cars, we get extra cars in to break it. Right, okay. So, and, if uh, I'm correct but, me if I'm wrong, they're double A batteries, aren't they? Some of them, most of them are, yeah, but the Tesla battery isn't. The Tesla battery is the most powerful battery of all. Right, because most of them are just a du- like thousands of double A batteries linked together, essentially, is what they are, isn't it? Recharging. Yeah, yeah, basically. But, but and what's the difference of the, the Tesla? Uh, well, they, they, they can be. Now, I, I was reading the stats about the fire hazard, right? About electric cars. And yes, when they go on fire, it's very difficult to put the fire out. And it can be a lot more dangerous because yeah. of the batteries and the acid in the batteries, etc. <laughs> and the lithium ion or whatever it is that's in the batteries. But here's the thing when it comes to random fires in cars, there's statistically and per head of car, so to speak, there is still more fires in standard diesel and petrol cars. There is an electric car. That's true. Most of them are in BMWs as well. Oh, I drive one of them. Don't be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I love my BMW. DPS, <laughs> DPS get clogged up and it goes on fire, it catches fire. I reckon you're, uh, Darren, I reckon you know a little bit about cars, but the sounds of things. So I'm not a mechanic, but I just know about cars, yeah. So, Darren, getting back to charging. So, the French now and other countries are doing it, you know, either banning SUVs or charging them three times the amount to park in a city. Is that a good idea? So what about builders? Like, what about the person that lives in the back arse nowhere that has to come into town for a hospital appointment that only has a Jeep? It's not fair on them. Like, it's, it's just a money scam. Mm. Like, what about builders going into town to work the whole time? All them big builders drive all vans. So a van is based on SUVs. Well, I imagine if you're a commercial vehicle, you'd have a waiver against it, which you'd have to have, wouldn't you? I suppose it was commercial. But, like, you know, the most, one of the most common Jeeps on our road is the Hyundai Tucson, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Not the one point seven. So like your know, average car is it's a two, two liter. liter. Yeah, yeah. So it makes no sense. Like, and oh no! When I said that earlier on, there's a lot of the newer Jeeps now, the SUVs are electric anyway. And you know, you could have a car which is a three liter car and an electric SUV. So why should you be charged more for the SUV? I get that. Makes sense. Hmm. It's just the government trying to line their pockets again. So. Well. 
Well, they have suggested here in the past that they wanted to bring in congestion charges. Would you agree with congestion charges in general, by the way? Charging people like they do in London for going into the city, for driving to the city? Uh, in a way, I would, yeah, because even the traffic now in local towns around is an absolute sham. But is that just, bad? Is that just bad road planning? Bad road planning, and it's all the... Uh, Yeah, but the Elwins are entitled to drop their kids to school just as you're entitled to drop your kids to school or you're entitled to go to work. Yeah, but when they have the options to walk just about less than a kilometre. Yeah, I know. Life has changed, hasn't it? We walked to school when I was a kid. Nowadays, no kid walks to school. Let me just go to Steve. Steve, hi, how are you? That's the story, Noel. That's the story, Steve. Before we continue, um, so you've had two lads on air already who seems to know a bit about cars. Yeah. And I'm listening quite intently, and I'm going, Noel Boylan hasn't got a bleeding clue about cars. He's sitting there and he's going, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> you haven't a bog's notion about cars, do you? Do you even know what SUV stands for? Yeah. <laughs> Sports utility vehicle. Did you just, you looked at a piece of paper and Google that. I, did, I didn't know I knew what it stood for. Sports utility vehicle. <laughs> Um, you are, so you're having, a, you're having a clue about cars, you're just pretending. Uh, by the way, all the women that you had on air as well earlier going on about cars, what women having a bleeding clue about cars? I went, hold on, don't write women off. Some women have a clue. So, there, there's and so ma- the but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of lads out there haven't got a clue about cars as well. Most lads can, you know, they'll fix a flat tyre or if My wife knows wrong, more about cars than I do. Yeah, there's exceptions to the rule, but you know as well. Look, be honest, Niall. I dare you to be honest. Who do you think knows more about cars in general, men or women? In general, men. Yes, so there you go. So you had three callers on there, which one of them actually did know what she was talking about, bus driver. You know, but I can can guarantee you if a light comes up on your dashboard, again, exception to the rule, you're going, "What's, what's that little thing? Why is there a little picture of like what looks like an exclamation mark? What is the exclamation mark? No. <laughs> the exclamation mark is an um an is it an engine problem, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also like to point out that uh, diesel en- sorry. It depends, the- by the way. The exclamation I don't have exclamation marks on mine, by the way. Everybody gets it. Well, you drive new cars because you're posh. Yeah, I you know, it's us people who drive shitty old cars get you, the Usually when the exclamation mark comes up, it's an engine, fa- an engine fault. But on mine, I get exclamation marks for everything. So if, even if I've been at low pressure, I get an exclamation mark. I'm sure you get a yeah. German accent in your BMW talking to you. There has been an hour in your car. Yeah. There has to, you drive a posh BMW, don't you? It's not a posh BMW. It's six years old, for God's sake. That's a posh BMW. That's still worth... You could buy a small house in Roscommon for that. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be living in that house in Roscommon. Anyway, I tell you, but... Okay, getting, but Steve, getting back to the argument about SUVs, should they be charged extra? Well, wait, 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 wait. The way forward is hydrogen cars. Hydrogen possibly, is the most possibly. Most abundant substance in the universe. Yeah. It's not going to run out anytime soon. And that is the answer to all the questions because you go into a garage... Stick it into your car, psh, job done, psh. out you go. Yeah, fills up the exact same amount of time. Now, there is the argument that you're sitting on the hydrogen bomb, you know, which kind of can deter people quite a lot from buying them. But they have been very, very successful. Ah, I don't buy that argument. Sure, we're sitting on a, ga- you know, whatever it is, 40 litres of, uh, you know, petrol on a regular basis and it doesn't bother us. Yeah, but it's not compressed, Noel. It doesn't explode. But the way, years ago, people used to have cylinders of gas in the back of their cars. Do you remember taxi drivers converted all their cars to gas and they had a cylinder of gas in the back? That was compressed and there was never I, really any accidents. I knew a lad who was using chipper fat. Oh, I know, yeah. A friend car. of mine did that too. A friend of mine had a, <laughs> had a Pajero Jeep and he used to go into Lidl and buy the litres of vegetable oil, which were only, I think, 79 pence on special offer. So it was cheaper <laughs> than buying it. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd fill the car up with these litres of little vegetable oil and when he'd started up the smoke coming out there was like a smell of a chipper off the car every time he'd <laughs> you'd be hungry every time you drive look SUVs I think the vast majority of people who you're going to have coming on who go oh SUV drivers they're just jealous you know as well as I do you see a really nice car and there's some young lad in his 20s wearing his sunglasses you don't think nice car you think prick that's what you think. <laughs> well, you might think and, that. I look at the car and go, nice car. 
Yeah, but you look at him first. You know, when he has his music going, doof, 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 and you, you, you do. Everybody looks at them and judges them. So you, you judge them. You're the, the blonde-haired ones with their glasses. Oh, yeah, them ones. The, the ones that go out for, you know, afternoon tea and lunch with their mates in Malahide. They're usually blonde, and they drive white Land Rovers, and they wear sunglasses, whether it's in the middle of winter or summer or not. It doesn't matter. Yeah, footballers, wives type. Yeah, women. those types, yeah. Those types. And they're always yeah. in the white Land Rovers. We're judging them. We're not judging the car. I mean, when it comes down to SUVs, I'm sure that there's a lot of them that are hugely economical. As you said, they're very safe to drive as well. So a lot of it is down to jealousy. So if a tax ever did come through, if we had to, we will never have a referendum on it, but we had to, you know, people would say, oh, tax the bollocks out of them because they're jealous. That's so it's got, we call it the begrudgery tax. Yeah, the arsehole tax. Okay. <laughs> Billy, hi. How are you? Niall, how are you keeping? Billy, there's a lot to be said about SUVs. Statistically, they're safer uh, for the driver, obviously. Um, for the driver, yeah. And for the passengers. There's less fatalities in them, although there is other evidence in the United States that pass or that pedestrians fare off worse, obviously, if they're hit by an SUV. 45% increase in pedestrian deaths with yeah. SUVs involved. Yeah. So for, for, I, I remember for reading an, an article about it in America, and if you balance out those who they believe's lives were saved because they're in, in driving the SUV or a passenger in the SUV versus those who are killed on the road, it still balances out in favour of the SUV. I think so. So here's 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 I can I can fix this Nile without bringing in a tax, right? Yeah. My solution here is that all those yummy mummies in their SUVs should have to do an off-road test before they can get a license to drive. <laughs> Because every one of them, as, as Steve rightly said, they're sports utility vehicles, four-wheel drive vehicles. And how many of those four-wheel drive vehicles are ever, In a ever taken off-road? I'd say 1%. They're all in their Land Rover Evokes and their um, Nissan Qashqai's with 4x4 four, four four written on the side of it. They don't need a 4x4 four four going up the N50. They don't need a 4x4 four four going through town. It's, it's needless. Absolutely needless. It's a fact. So well, they I are say, fashion accessory, aren't they, really? Yeah, but that's it. So no, no, some of them are very practical, in fairness. Now, to be honest with you, if you've got no, some I, kids, no, you know. No, and, and Steve, Steve was just referring to myself there in a nice car there earlier on and, and looking on in jealousy. So I drive, a, I drive an estate. And, like, in an estate, you get the same space as you do in an SUV, but you're closer to the ground. So you mm. get the same boot space. The what, same sort of, what sort of estate have you got, by the way? Got a BMW estate. Right, five or three. Three. Okay. Yeah, nice car. Yeah. So, so you, you get the same space in, inside in the cabin. You get the same. Uh, you get the same boot space in it. It's just as practical. You'll fit just as many people in. You mightn't get that seven seat variant, but how many people really need a seven seat over a five seat? Yeah, unless you've got four so, kids. Yeah. Well, like if you have four kids, fair enough. You might you might want to go. Do you know what's after after going off the road as well now that you might have noticed the old the old station wagon type. It's not station wagon. The um, oh, you know the van, the the the, the family van type thing. The uh, the, the, the Renault the Renault Scenic type thing. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're gone. You yeah. don't see a, you don't see a lot of those anymore. Yeah, I used to. Have, yeah, I used to have um, which was it was a Toyota, but it was a Jap import. It was brilliant. It had slidey, mm-hmm. electric slidey doors on the side of it. Years ago, my kids were young, this was. And I, <laughs> That's a technical term, Noel, slidey doors. <laughs> <laughs> electric slidey doors. And it had those captain seats. You know, the ones that turn right around, the drivers. Yeah, in it. You, get, you get them in your camper vans. Yeah. There was even curtains on the windows. Whatever you get up to yourself, Steve, I won't judge. I won't judge. But, but now, if you, if you bring in a special test for people getting a four-wheel drive where they have to take it off-road and they have to be able to change a tyre on their own and they make it a little bit focused more to people who will use it as it's meant to be bloody used, you'll, you'll see a big drop-off on them. And just, just before coming on, I was there because someone mentioned a Ford Ranger. Do you know how long a Ford Ranger is? No. Five and a half metres. Big, isn't it? It's like the Land Cruisers are big too. Yeah, the Land it's Cruisers huge. are big. So, yeah. like, I, I, think, I think the real issue here, Niall, is um, it's parking spaces. It's going into a car park and trying to park up against them. So if you put two SUVs in a in an underground car park, chances are the both Yeah, but both here's the thing, Billy, I mentioned earlier on, I mentioned earlier on, cars have got smaller, generally speaking, over the years. Now, you look at America, for example, the size of the cars, they're still quite big, right? No, but cars if, have got bigger. But it's, no, no, it's, hang it's on, the old, the old Granadas, if you look at an old Granada, for no, example, no, no, or Cortina... I, I, I talk, so I, I, I'll tell you what, night. I was in the, the I'm, I'm allowed to plug the hotel I was in there. Yeah, far away, yeah, yeah. The, Ashling, the Ashling Hotel down by Houston. Yeah. 
right? So they have the car park there. And I tell you what, they are the most impossible bloody car parking spaces to get into. They're tiny. They were built in, what, the car park there was built in the 1960s? So literally when you park a car in a space, you can't open the doors? You can barely open the door. There's pillars all yeah, over. Yeah, if you've a bit of weight on you, you may forget about it. <laughs> yeah, they're a bloody nightmare to get into. So like... I tell you, car and there's statistics on this. The cars have gotten bigger over the last 15 years. They've expanded by about 10 centimeters in width. So it's it the cars, the in, internal space is, is growing. And you know, you, you've heard of the the crumple zone in a car. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is they're growing because the crumple zone has gotten bigger. It's not that they're putting any any you know the the tech that's going into them is shrinking. Yes, but the crumple zone in them has expanded. So that's why the cars are getting bigger. So it's the safety that you're talking about. Yeah, but they're not, they, they are a lot safer nowadays. If you look back at, at fatalities in car crashes uh, going back, oh, yeah. say, 30 years ago, even though we had less cars on the road, we had thousands of people dying every year. Now we're down to, but, you know, 160 or 170. Now people are still injured, but, obviously, as well. But, you, but, but Niall, see, you, you look at it this way. Seatbelts were optional 30 or 40 years ago. You know, we had... Oh, the, yeah, people went through the windscreens all the time, yeah. Regular yeah, basis. Yeah. You know, the, the, the airbags were, you know, you didn't have a passenger airbag. Yeah. You'd be lucky if you had a driver airbag. <laughs> yeah. You'd be lucky if, the, in, in the States, before airbags were brought in, the steering wheels being made of wood would snap on impact and impale people. Like, yeah. So there's no doubt yeah. cars have gotten safer. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, it's a known fact. Can I just take you off track just there for two seconds? Niall, can Please. you just... Um, is it pronounced Volkswagen or Volkswagen? Volkswagen. It's, we're in Europe. We're not in Germany. If you're in Germany, is it's it? Volkswagen. Is it Rottweiler or Rottweiler? Rottweiler. We're in Europe. We're not. Well, De- Billy's the dog expert. <coughs> is it Rottweiler? Billy? Rottweiler. It's a Rottweiler. You yeah, pronounce it with a v, v, don't w, you? W in German is a, is a V. Yeah. Yeah. Decent. yeah, but you're not living yeah. in Germany, but you're living in Europe. So in Europe, we pronounce it Rottweiler. Well, we Keep are it. living in, in Europe, and so are the Germans. <laughs> yeah, you got no, I mean, I mean, Sorry, I meant to say Ireland. Sorry, I do apologize. <laughs> Stay there for a second. Ha, ha, ha. Let me go to Jessica. <laughs> Jessica, hi, who are you? How are you? Jessica, is it Volkswagen or Volkswagen? Volkswagen, because we're in Ireland. But yeah. if I was in Berlin, I'd be saying Volkswagen. Thank you, Jessica. I appreciate that. Ha, ha. So, so Jessica, getting back to the getting back to the SUVs. Steve says the only reason we're doing it is because we begrudge people owning them. Well, yeah, like that's just well, the France is what tripling the tax. Yeah, tripling the the charges for SUVs. Yeah, that's daylight robbery. That's just saying now your car is too big, so we're going to force you to get a smaller one. For folks sake, no, sorry about the language, but I see cars that are older than me on the roads. I'm nearly 25 years old. I see cars from 1999 still going around. Yeah. And I can say for a fact they will put in more emissions and carbon, whatever it's called. Uh, they've done more mileage than you have, course. Jessica. <laughs> they've done more mileage than you. But Jessica, here's the thing. You know, people will say, Billy is saying, for example, there's no need for SUVs, that most of the people that are driving them, you know, they'll never be off-road. They're never going to be in a field driving around. So why do you need them? Yeah, well, if you want to buy one, then if I wanted to get a Ford Ranger or give me another SUV, the the XI, like you said, if I wanted to get a big car like that and want to feel high and mighty in it, that would be my choice. It would be my money. Jessica, here's here's one for you. If I wanted to get a motorbike, I need to go out and get a separate license to get it. I need to tax and insure it separately. I can't get it on a car license, right? A car is a car. It's it's you know they're they're different. It's a different. Yeah, but it's a two wheel versus a four wheel vehicle. That's that's. But still, it's a different. It's it's a different purpose. It's a different design. It's not it's not designed the same as other cars on the road. Where where did where did the the SUV evolve from the Jeep? What did the Jeep evolve from? It was a bloody military vehicle. Mm. The SAS back in the desert in the in the Second World War and the Wiley Jeeps. That's where they originated from. It's a case that this it's they're not designed for they, they weren't originally designed for commuter. They were utility vehicles. You know? Jessica, do you have one? Well, no, because I'm sad to say I can't even pass me. Here we test. But I, I'm jealous of everyone else going around. Sorry, I look, at everyone going, I look at everyone else going around in their cars. I'm like, oh, see you. I hope you get four flat tyres. <laughs> and why? how many times did you fail your theory test? I did it I did it once actually on my 21st birthday and failed by about two. 
then I took it another time and failed about five. And I was like, ah, here, I must not be, I must not be allowed. You're to not drive. cut out for this, Someone, like. <laughs> preventing me from driving. Hey, don't give up, Jessica. Keep trying. What just don't, just don't really? let me in the car with you. There are first stories of people in their 80s passing and also if someone in their 80s can pass, then I can pass. Well, this is Jessica, true. Yeah. Get the app. The get app. The, get the app. Pay, pay for the app on the app store and get the app for it and just go through the quiz and you'll fly it. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm still can you drive a car, Jessica? Have you done lessons? Can you drive a car? Well, no, but I, the, close, the closest thing I've driven to a car is a forklift. <laughs> Like and that that wasn't even, that wasn't even me driving. I was sitting on my dad's lap when I was four years old. Okay, okay. And, <laughs> and the are you kind of jealous of people driving? Do you wish you were driving a car? Oh, you know, I'd love to drive. Well, then you, do I, it, do it. Like you should just do it. Twenty five. What age are you? Twenty five. And you and you still haven't driven a car. I'm driving since I was like twelve. Yeah, well, you were the. You're more or less allowed to drive on the beaches without a license. All you have to say is, I am teaching them. And they're like, oh, yeah, Grant. Now I have to pay out for like le- the lessons and everything. And that would cost more or less more there's than no an a, There's no excuse for not having a license well, it, these days. There's none. Well, it is. I mean, you do have to pay for the half year's insurance and the lessons at the same time. If you don't have it, Steve, sometimes it's not that easy for oh, people. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah, but uh, that's not, that doesn't take away from the fact that you should be able to uh, know how to drive now. I'll, I'll tell you what, Steve, I'll come to Jessica's defence. If you have to buy a car, you have to insure a car, and you have to pay for lessons, you're talking seven or eight grand, maybe, yeah. to get everything yeah. done. So it's yeah, not, it's or not you can too... just... Ask you don't have to all talk on Jessica's behalf, by the way. She's there, you know what I mean? <laughs> you can ask your uncle, your father, your brother, your granddad, notice how it's all made up and same. If you're, if you're not living at home... If you're not living at home, if you're out in your own... And Jessica can answer all these questions herself. Jessica, do you, do you have a, a friend that could teach you to drive in their car? Who's brave enough. <laughs> well, no, if I, was, if, if I was asking anyone to teach me to drive, I'd want my brother-in-law to teach me. But my sister has told me, no, he'll start screaming at you and then you'll start crying. <laughs> I'll teach you how to drive. <laughs> Steve, I was just going to volunteer you there. That's a great suggestion. Oh, no. Jessica. No, I know. No, on the radio station, we have a responsibility for the listeners. I'm not putting you in a car with a complete stranger, Steve. God bless them. Wait, what would I, whoa, 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 hold on a second. What exactly would I do to a complete stranger? I don't know. I, I worry about Jessica's safety. You know what I mean? I have to. I, I'm not Yosef Ritzel for safety. <laughs> Listen, it's been lovely talking to all three of you. Thank you very much indeed. Billy, Steve, and Jessica. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.